2: appearing that teachers across the country are writing out their wills, a legal document that states your final wishes, before they go back to school. While I share their concern about their health and safety, I do want to discuss from a legal perspective why that may not be the best solution from an estate planning perspective. The history of wills is fraught with abuse. Thus, the laws pertaining to wills are extremely rigid and vary widely from state to state. Even today, with all of the legal requirements necessary to adequately satisfy a will, at least one-third of all written wills are successfully contested by heirs. Why? After a person writes a will, he or she typically places in a safe deposit box, seldom to be looked at again. As time passes, events occur in the person's life that may have caused the will to be written differently. Thus, the contention is that if the author of the will could somehow be brought back to life in order to review the events that have taken place since the will was written, he or she would change the contents of the will. And more important is that a will is a one-way ticket to probate. Probate is the legal process through which your bills are paid and your property distributed when you die based upon what your will says if you have one, or what the law says if you don't. Probate also takes control for those who cannot handle their own affairs because they are incompetent or are minor children. The court will step in and control their financial and personal affairs while they are not able to take care of themselves, until the incompetent person recovers or dies, or until the minor child legally becomes an adult. Probate is the only way to legally transfer title to any titled property, such as real estate, vehicles, bank accounts, etc., when the person listed as the owner cannot sign his or her name due to death or incompetency or because he or she is a minor. Probate has existed in one form or another for hundreds of years. The problem today is that the probate process is simply obsolete. Probate was, and still is, a very slow and cumbersome process, and through the process, you and your family lose control because the court takes over. Your will must be validated as being authentic before ownership of your assets can be transferred to your heirs, and the probate court is the only way this can be done. That's its job. State laws vary widely, and unless you know exactly what you are doing, the slightest technical error can cause your will to be thrown out by the court. A great example is a wealthy, elderly woman who died in Los Angeles, California, and her do-it-yourself will, which was accepted by the court as valid, left a substantial sum to the University of Southern California, which goes by the initials USC. But later, on in her will, she referred to this institution as UCLA, which, of course, is the crosstown rival. Attorneys from both institutions had to have battled that one for some time. It's important to note that the probate process differs from state to state. Most states have adopted the Uniform Probate Code, UPC, the UPC was established with the goal of streamlining the probate process by making probate administration simpler and less expensive. The states that have utilized the UPC typically do so in order to standardize the probate process across state lines. Some states allow for a more simple probate process for smaller estates. Typically, a smaller estate is an estate that has a total property value of less than 100000 However, what is considered to be a small estate depends on state law. Your state may allow you to skip the entire probate process if your estate meets certain requirements. For example, in Texas, a small estate affidavit may be filed to transfer property to a decedent's heirs if the value of the estate, not including the homestead property or other exempt property, is less than $75,000. As of January 1, 2020, California probate courts allow a decedent to transfer assets to their heirs and avoid a formal probate proceeding if the total value of their estate is less than $166,250. Actual costs of probate vary drastically, which can run from 4%, to 10% of the gross estate before any liabilities, such as mortgage or other debts, are subtracted. And once the probate process has started, there is no turning back. Anyone who has ever gone through the probate process, if you were to ask them if they would be willing to do it again, adamantly say no. The longer the probate period continues, the greater the stress on the surviving spouse, siblings, and other surviving family members. And probate results in the loss of privacy because part of the probate process is to make the estate known to the public. We see it time and time again with celebrities prince left behind a legacy of music and properties that have been at the center of years of court battling and it has now been revealed in the fight that the estate of the late singer is currently worth 200 million without doing any estate planning prior to his death the singer songwriter left behind many unanswered questions about what to do with his fortune I have seen once-thriving businesses shrivel up and die as they were held in limbo by the probate process. I have watched large stock portfolios disintegrate to the point of being almost worthless. Some think that you can just give it all to your children or grandchildren before you die, but that can have gift tax consequences. Some think that they should put their kids on title and joint ownership, which can cause many unanticipated problems and can even create disastrous situations. I have always said, if you have a will, your heirs will pay. Before I talk about the living trust alternative, I want you to think about this topic in a much bigger way. Let's say from my 30,000 foot view. I want you to start thinking about the overall strategy as an inheritance plan and why I offer the following six goals that I hope you will keep in mind. Goal number one, program your inheritance plan to prevent inheritance conflicts among your children. The reality is that you really don't know your children until they have to divide their inheritance. Think about it. If your children didn't get along sharing their toys, how will they co-manage their inherited property? Your plan should minimize the likelihood of conflicts, jealousies, bitterness, and after-death disputes between your children. You don't want to set up a scenario that the first one to mom's house after her funeral wins. Goal number two, Program your inheritance plan to protect the inherited money from your children's potential problems. If you are like most people, it is important to you to protect your money and property from risk, and whether you are now or will in the future, do everything possible to shield your assets from the human and economic problems that may arise in your life. Doesn't it make sense to provide for the same protections once your wealth is in the hands of your children? As soon as your children inherit, your money, their money, and property become subject to the winds of their fates. Your daughter gets a divorce, and now your ex-son-in-law may wind up with a portion of your daughter's inheritance. Your youngest son runs into financial problems, and now his inheritance may be eaten up by creditors. Your son's business fails and his inheritance may fall into the hands of the bankruptcy trustee. Your daughter causes an auto accident and has insufficient insurance. The victim may look to her inherited money as a source to satisfy the claim. I could list many more situations. However, I know that losing your hard-earned money and property in any number of ways is not what you have in mind. There are many options to combat these possibilities, and your inheritance plan should not die when you die. Goal number three, program your inheritance plan to ensure your instructions will be carried out after your death. It's your executor if you have a will or a successor trustee if you have a living trust the effectiveness of any inheritance plan is entirely dependent on the choices made by the person you name as your after-death agent. If the person whom you have appointed to carry out your inheritance plan chooses, for whatever reasons, to disregard your instructions, then you have no plan. By becoming aware of this possibility, however remote it may seem, you can make an informed decision on who will serve in that capacity. The predominant characteristic of the successor trustee is trust. Thus, you should consider selecting your adult child or children, close family members, or close friends to serve in this fiduciary capacity. This means that, in all financial matters relating to the trust, the trustee must act with prudence and strictly in accordance with the trust instructions. Goal number four. Program your inheritance plan to protect your assets for your surviving spouse. If you are married, you and your spouse most likely hold title to your house, your stocks, your bank accounts, and your other assets jointly. It is your expectation that when you die, your half of those assets will automatically go to your surviving spouse. After that, the expectation is it will go to your children or their heirs. I can tell you that this expectation does not meet the test of reality. Your surviving spouse may remarry, have additional children, be persuaded by unscrupulous third parties to part with the family wealth, Get pressure from the children for an early inheritance or become physically or mentally incapacitated, leaving him or her and the family wealth at the mercy of the last caretaker or the final friends. Once you become aware of these potential surviving spouse problems, no matter how remote they seem to you now, you can incorporate the appropriate countermeasures in your inheritance plan. Goal number five. Program your inheritance plan to reduce or eliminate the death tax. New administrations and tax law go hand in hand, and the federal estate tax has always been a political football. If you are like most, you want more of your money and property to go to your children and less to the IRS. So even though for 2020 the official estate and gift tax limits are $11.58 million per individual, That could change, and so any inheritance plan needs to take that into consideration. You also need to understand that if there is any inheritance left when your children die, the estate could be taxed again. I call that getting two bites of the same apple. Goal number six, program your inheritance plan to keep your children and property out of the probate court. If you do not have an inheritance plan that says who gets what, the law will step in after you die and do it for you. After this break, I want to talk about the alternative to a will, the living trust. We're still in business and the sun keeps on shining. Suntech Solar Screening makes your home cooler, more comfortable, and energy efficient. Sliding screen door, need a tune up? Call Suntech. Ask about Suntech Pet Screens. Life is good with Suntech's fast service and no interest financing. Discounts available upon request. Call 224 5093 for a free estimate. 224 5093 or visit SuntechSolarscreens.com. We're still in business and the sun keeps on shining. Suntech Solar Screens. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. I want to talk about the alternative to a will, the living trust. A living trust is a simple, inexpensive legal alternative that eliminates the costs and delays of probate and ensures that your loved ones will receive their inheritance promptly and exactly as you intended. There are only two ways to avoid probate. Own nothing in your own name or have a living trust. A living trust lets you own nothing in your name yet have complete control over everything in your trust's name. Nothing changes except the names on the titles. You continue to control everything just as you did before. Although it is simply a legal technicality, this is what keeps you and your family out of probate. Since you no longer own anything in your own name, There is nothing to probate when you die or if you become incompetent. A living trust is a legal document that allows you to transfer ownership of your titled property, your home, vehicles, checking savings accounts, ownership interest of corporations or LLCs if you own a business or investment real estate, and your personal property such as jewelry Art collections, grandma's rocking chair from your individual name to a trust, which you control. What, you may ask, does a living trust do for me? From the legal viewpoint of settling an estate, having a living trust means that you do not hold title to anything since your assets are inside the trust. The trust holds title to everything. However, even though you have relinquished ownership of your assets, you still retain control of those same assets. As the trustee of your trust, you continue to have the same power to buy, sell, transfer, borrow, and do whatever you wish with your assets. Your control of those assets is no different on the day after you put them into the trust than on the day before you put them into the trust. There are additional advantages of the living trust. It can provide for minor children, children with special needs, or grandchildren of any age. It assures privacy of the estate because a living trust is not registered or filed anywhere. It is a confidential document. A living trust minimizes emotional stress because you eliminate the need for court intervention, making it much easier for your family to settle your estate because it offers quick distribution of your assets to your beneficiaries. The living trust is revocable, which means that the creators of the trust may modify it or revoke it at any time they so choose. It is a plan, a plan to manage your estate, and any plan should be subject to change to meet the varying needs of your family. The biggest potential problem with a living trust is if you leave your trust empty or unfunded. A living trust is like a safety deposit box. It's a good place to put your valuables, but it won't do any good if you leave it empty. It's not uncommon for people to have a lawyer drop their trust and then years later still have to go through probate. Why? Because neither they nor their attorney ever put their assets into the trust. Your property must be put into the trust. But don't worry. The process of retitling assets and changing the names on bank and brokerage accounts is easier than you think. The other potential problem is if you never update or review your trust documents. Although there is no hard and fast rule on how often you should update your trust, conducting an annual review of the trust and asset schedule is recommended. In most situations, updates are typically needed every three to five years. Circumstances change. There will always be changes in the law, especially the tax laws. Should you create a living trust, you know, do it yourself? The problem with estate planning books and software programs is pretty apparent when you read the same or similar type of disclaimer found on all of them. The information contained in this book or program is not legal advice and is not a substitute for legal advice. For legal advice, consult with an attorney. In order to be mass marketed, these kits and books must be pretty generic, so they can't address every family's unique needs. As a result, they can be very dangerous. Planning your estate is not the time to compromise on quality just because you want to save a few dollars. This is your family we're talking about. And all the attorneys I work with, their fees are very reasonable. The attorney you choose should be local because you're dealing with unique state laws. Each state can also have somewhat different rules and requirements for signing the trust documents, for having them notarized, and for witnesses to the signing. Your entire trust can be invalidated if you don't comply. Your trust terms won't be honored, and ultimately, your estate will have to pass through probate. Saving time and money is usually a good thing, but the long-term result of doing your own revocable living trust could prove financially disastrous, far more expensive than just paying an attorney to draw up an estate plan for you in the first place. Seek out a qualified estate planning attorney who is familiar with the probate, trust, and estate tax laws of your state to create and maintain your revocable living trust. Ultimately, The time and money that you spend on the services of an attorney will pay off. Think of a living trust as a service instead of a product. You need an experienced estate planning attorney who can give you guidance to creating a trust which fits your specific wishes. If you need a referral to an estate planning attorney, please call me. I am part of a nationwide network. And my final piece of advice is that the best time to set up a living trust is right now, while you are healthy and don't think you need one. Too many people put estate planning at the bottom of the priority list when it really should be at the top. If you can make an appointment with disability or death, then you could put this off until then. But we all know that's not how it works. Estate planning is an important and everlasting gift you can give your family. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. You have been tuned in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.
1: The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for the Sherry Hill Show.
0: Sherry, congratulations on
2: twenty-seven years in business. This is Doreen Hicks. I value our friendship as well as your business acumen. You have a rare combination of strength and compassion, I toast you.
0: Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99-plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Everyone is excited about real estate in northern Nevada, and you will be too after
3: you listen to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Hear what the experts have to say about finding a home, getting a mortgage, investment property, and which neighborhood is right for you. Maybe you purchased your first property recently. Now you have more questions than ever. Get the answers to your questions plus tips on how to make your next real estate transaction better. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio Thursday,
1: 3 p.m. right here on 1180 AM Radio, Nevada Real Estate Radio.